0: Three, two, one, we're about to start our first podcast for the fifth time.
1: <laughs> we are practiced. we know exactly what we're doing. Yes, the
0: other people they're like, we want to get how like 20 podcasts up and have a bunch of information for people to binge listen to. No, we want to do one podcast five times <laughs> and change the name each time. Hi, I'm David Kozlowski, and I am one of the hosts of the Go ahead and Tell them, Heidi.
1: Light the fight. Doesn't it have an awesome ring to it?
0: It has a great ring to it. So please <laughs> tell everybody who you are, even though I know they already know who you are.
1: So my name is Heidi Swap, and um, I'm a mom, and I'm...
0: You're a entrepreneur.
1: I'm a mom. <laughs> that's like a thing, right? <laughs> yeah, Especially yeah. here. Hashtag entrepreneur. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's me.
0: And the reason why you're hearing us, and you're... Well, oh, thanks for listening to us, first of all, but the reason why... Um, we're here talking to you is because what I did was a long time ago, I uh, met Heidi through like how all um, guys and women meet at the hair salon or through the hair salon. And um, I, you know, saw she was having some difficult times with her teenage boy. And so... Years later, we decided to take all of her difficult struggles and everything she's went through and package them all together in simple bite-sized episodes. And so she's basically our life correspondent. She's going out there to have struggles in life and to have experiences and then come back ask me for suggestions and ideas. I'll share them with her. And then you guys get the information from me and you don't have to live through these horrible experiences that Heidi volunteered to go through. <laughs> okay. Part of yeah, that was true.
1: You make that sound so nice and neat and yeah, good, good the, explanation. The, that was the whole
0: entire point. Now the real version of it, um, which is the very heart wrenching version of it that we, the reason why we got to joke about this, Heidi, I think you'd agree is because it's so painful and it hurts so bad we're going to have to make some humor of this in bits and pieces along the way. Because the last thing you want to do is listen to a podcast on your drive home and get home depressed. Right? <laughs> That's right. You don't want to start off the drive down and then end the drive with not wanting to go home. <laughs> so the Light the Fight podcast is really the brainchild of of Heidi. And, you know, through all the difficult times she's going through, she and I just found out that we have really good conversations. And a lot of you know, you that are listening are probably Heidi's followers and have come to her at some point in time to show support for what she's been through, uh, the loss of her son. And other people have asked you for advice. And she comes to me saying, hey, people ask me for all this advice <laughs> as if like I'm a professional. Didn't they know that my son passed away? It wasn't like a close <laughs> call and that everything's happy. Like, like It's ironic that people are coming to the person who went through the worst experience to try to get information for their experience. And what I told you is that they trust you, Heidi. People that know you trust you. You have this non-filter about you that you couldn't like try to hide the truth fast enough. It just comes out of your mouth. And there are <laughs> like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that much truth. But people That's relate to that. People trust that honesty. So in our podcast, and I'll have Heidi describe more about the details in just a moment, but our podcast, she came up with this great idea for us to, she has these, you know, things she's been through. She comes and talks to me about it. I answer questions. Um, We open up a lot of questions um, for you listeners out there that you can, you know, at first we'll be just be messaging the questions in, Um, but most importantly, we've come up with a 50 episode handbook that we will be distributing in the near future. And that handbook is just going to help you follow along some of the content of the episodes, or you can go back and listen to the hand or re- read the handbook um, after we've talked about the episodes. I mean,
1: here's the thing. I wish that I had this handbook as I have been coming and having sessions with you.
0: <laughs> Hence, I said, this is her brainchild. And in and, and your defense for the past two and a half years, like, David, you should really write this down. Like, you should like, this is like, cause like you've sent me a bunch of people that you know. So, that, that, yeah, you've sent me a bunch of people that you know that have also had struggles with family relationships. And you're like, man, everybody says it's helping. i like, you should write down, write down. And I've always been like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it, I'll get to it. But this gives us the opportunity to talk about it and then really helps us put it in order. And so we're guaranteeing you 50 of these types of episodes. And thanks to Heidi, um, we're going to now have to follow through with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you're the one that just said it. I might have not you know, gotten that brave. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Well, Heidi, why don't you tell them a little bit about um, why this is important for you to to start this podcast. And and like I said, most people that are listening to this, in, at least in the beginning, are going to be fans of yours and, and know about your story. But for those people that don't know, why don't you share a little bit with them to help them kind of have insight to why you feel that there is a fight out there for people that needs to be lit.
1: Okay, absolutely. Um, so... I'm going to take a, take a nice deep breath. <laughs> um, I'm going to start out by first saying that in the last two and a half years, so my son Corey passed away in July of 2015. And since that time, um, I have just, it, it's been a whole new world, um, the things that I talk about with people, the things that people confide in me about or ask questions of me. Um, you know, I've always said in all the years that I've gone and taught classes and, and written articles and blog posts and wherever I've traveled it, with my crafting career.
0: That's what she does for a living.
1: I'm, I'm a crafter. <laughs> <laughs> I make stuff. Um. I've always said that we're as as humans, we're more alike than we are different. And I, so, I, my business is was is was scrapbooking, and I would go all over the world teaching people how to scrapbook, and we would talk, and I would read people's stories, and and we're the same. we 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 have the same feelings and insecurities, and and so here's what I know is that the things that I didn't know before losing Corey and what i've learned now i'm willing to bet that that there are a lot of people out there that need this information that would benefit from from learning in this way and this is unique this dynamic of me admitting my <laughs> faults frailties weaknesses inadequacies yeah you're definitely the <laughs> guinea
0: pig out of this out of this partnership
1: <laughs> um i know that it's a really unique way and um and I hope that going forward, that you guys will definitely um, go easy on me as I as I share. But but I know there's value anyway. So going backwards in time, actually three years. So February 2015. Um, Corey is my second oldest at the time. He's 15 years old, and I'm I'm on a trip. I'm on my 20th anniversary trip in Mexico with my husband and we get a phone call that he has been um, busted at school with drugs and I was livid Um, what ensued there was that he he got not expelled but the other thing, put on probation suspended suspended. Um, and then basically I had to find him a therapist I had no idea where to find somebody. I I didn't think my, that Corey would want to talk to anybody. I, he, he was in trouble. So he was going to have to talk to somebody, but I didn't know what to do. And yes, I went to, um, I'm at the hairdresser and I was, I was sharing and um talking about it. And multiple people were in on this conversation because like I said, we're, we're the same. And mom's panic and freak out about their kids. They're ner- They're worried. And so, um, there was a girl there that said, Hey, you know, you need to get in touch with my, I always forget. It's like
0: it was it the was... family
1: <laughs> relation.
0: <laughs> she was my hairstylist, but it was the woman that was cutting your hair it was her cousin. Okay. So it was Okay. Like, cousin knew me.
1: It was very connected. And this person actually gave me David's cell number which I'm sure was a mistake I'm sure David is like called her after that do not give anybody
0: <laughs> well I was and, and I don't mean to make people feel bad but like I have a separate number for work to keep it a separate because I, I don't want to get a divorce <laughs> like, I'm a marriage and family therapist last thing I want my wife to leave me because then, I'm, then I'd, be no, I'd be telling everybody to get a divorce Anyways, we'll proceed. go ahead. <laughs>
1: so I hit him up with this text that's like super long it's one of those texts that's as long as you know from your hand to your elbow and me just unloading and um I didn't even know him. I'd never met him. And I was hoping that, you know, it was the right number <laughs> <laughs> because that would have been like awkward yeah. too. But um he responded and agreed to see Corey. Um, at that time, he met with Corey. I think he met with me. And then he said, you know what? I'm going to meet with Corey for several sessions. I, I think it was six weeks or something. And...
0: But I'll meet with you guys on the side to kind of give you information, like how to... Right.
1: And Corey and David immediately hit it off. And I was so grateful. And immediately from that time, I started learning a lot. Um, And I was working really hard to figure out how to help my son. He was in crisis. And now, mind you, at this point, even though we knew that he he was in trouble he was kicked out of school he was um he was not in a good place but i did not believe he was suicidal he had never talked to me about being suicidal and he had never even talked to david about being suicidal um so david started meeting with him in march and in july
0: um well i think it's important to note there when I started meeting with him, like, yeah, I think it was late February, March, somewhere around there. Um, I met with him for a couple months, met with you guys and him. There was definitely a spike up. Things got better. Yes. Like, there, there was, in fact, to the point where it was like there wasn't a real reason for us to meet really that often more because things got better. And I just, you know, because and, and, I know this is a very sensitive topic, but I also want you to I also remind you that, you know you know, you did a lot of great work. And your son did a lot of great work. It wasn't like, like you said, he was just the suicidal kid and then just acted upon that. You know, a lot of good things happened. And then unfortunately, it was in during the summertime, then he hit me up again and said, I think we need to come back again. Right. some things started to change.
1: Right. And um, and I'm sure as this journey continues, I'll probably share more about um, what happened m- more specifically. but. Um, Corey did take his own life, and um, I was completely shocked. I had no idea that, um, that that was even in the realm of possibility. And obviously, as you can imagine. Um, it's really uh hard to understand, and and suicide is is tough because it leaves so many unanswered questions. Um, from the time that Corey passed away, David was still my connection to Corey, and I wanted to understand. The impossible to understand, and I was then left with the only thing, which was myself, and I needed to learn and adapt and grow. Um,
0: and you still needed to parent other kids too. That right. Didn't stop either.
1: And I still needed to be in a marriage, and I still needed to to run my business. Um, but I, you know. I'm first my own human, right? And then after that, you're a parent and you're a wife and you're an employee or, or a friend and all those other things. And, and at that point, I, I had serious doubts in my ability to do all those things. Um, and so I continue to be super grateful um, that I found somebody that could really teach me because that's really been um, my experience. I think that a lot of people there's a, there's a lot of different misconceptions about what therapy is or about talking to a psychiatrist or or psychologist or any type of therapist. It's it's learning, guys. And this education is something that we all need cuz Cause it, cause it's not it's it's not obvious. Yeah,
0: you know, I I'm, I'm excited and first of all, I thanks for just taking the time to do that, because all joking aside, this is like our fourth time doing this episode. <laughs> and, um, you know, even though I've, I know the story, I live the story with you and your family. Um, and and I know that at first you didn't know this, but, you know, since 1999, I've been working with severely at-risk teenagers and their families. And it's just kind of always been my specialty to to be in situations where I was trusted to help keep kids safe, and I got really good at it. Like It was one of those things like, oh, I'm actually really good at helping people choose not to die when they want to die. And I thought that was a really weird talent, but I got good at it. And since 1999, I mean, well over 2,000 teenagers I've intimately worked with, and not one had successfully committed suicide. And a lot of it probably had to do with luck. A lot of it had to do with just keen experience on my point and knowing – just the biggest thing was just building a relationship with them. That if they were at that point, they would at least open up to me and let me talk to someone else for them. Um, and so when this happened with your son Corey, and you know this is I this was obviously your first child that ever passed away, and this was my first teenager that I ever cared about and loved and counseled that had died from suicide. So it was a first for both of us. Now I've counseled people that their kids were suicidal and weren't successful, and then I got lots of people who come to me. As families and say hey our child that had died of suicide can you help us go through that through the grief so I had I've had all the experience on both sides of the spectrum but I never had the one that um, that I shared with your family so when you tell this story um, every time you tell it um, man I feel it I really feel it and so thanks for just being so honest and so real because you're telling the story that no parent wants to ever have that story to tell And then the parents that I know that have had that story too, um, they're going to be different places. Sometimes they're going to want to talk about it. Sometimes they're not going to want to talk about it. Some parents are going to hit you with a fire hose and tell you that the world needs to change and everybody's screwing up. And then other parents will keep it pretty close to the chest. And I get everyone's response to it, but you have a very unique ability to say it without making it all about you and for attention is what I'm saying. And then you also have a way of saying it where you're speaking that other people can put themselves inside of your shoes because you're honest, you're real, you're genuine about what you're saying. And you don't hold back any questions or any fears or any insecurities. So I just want to give you a shout out and thanks for just being that person who's not scared to say what you're thinking, even if it's not going to always make you look great.
1: Well, you can – if you think I'm not scared – then maybe you don't know me that
0: way. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. Thank you for being a person that even though you're frightened and really scared, you do it anyways. Okay, that's better.
1: Because, because this is, um, it, is a li- it is a little scary, but I also believe it's one of the most important things that I can ever do is share these difficult lessons um, because I think that they're very general lessons too. That everybody, every parent, everybody that's even in in a relationship with any other human, yeah. <laughs> right? We, I think that's been enlightening, very enlightening for me. Um, so, I, I am nervous, and and maybe that's why we've had to practice a couple times before we
0: actually it wasn't practice I thought the last I thought the ones we did were awesome but like I said in the beginning of the podcast we you know we, we just we decided to change the name <laughs> did I say it in the beginning of this podcast I don't know I can't remember now anyways we changed the name from the parent trap to light the fight and so I'm, I'm happy with light the fight but uh, when she called me and told me she wanted to change it like four or five episodes into recording, I was like, we said Parent Trap a number of times. Like, okay, we're starting all over. <laughs> but it's all good. The, the, that's, how, that's how we roll. We're ready to, to just take on whatever comes our way. And so speaking of that, now that this podcast is coming on our way, um, when we actually finally launch and air the podcast, it will be after we do a speaking event coming up. Um, so let, let's just talk about our, our thoughts and feelings about that for a moment, um, because this this first episode is just really introduction to the Light the Fight podcast. But Heidi and I are really excited about this, um, this speaking event that we're coming up on. And so, Heidi, why don't we go ahead and just tell people um, about it. It's our second year doing it and kind of what we're hoping will come out of it.
1: So the name of the event came from one of our, one of our sessions. It's something that you've said. Yeah. Probably to many, many parents. And when you said it to me, um, like all these light bulbs went off in my mind because I'm so guilty. So, so guilty of this. Um, so the name of the event or the, the message is be a first responder and not a first
0: overreactor yeah. as,
1: <laughs> as david say
0: yeah so um, it's a first responder event and it's being held at a fire station you know big uh, auditorium for firefighters and like she said i mean it's it's easy to be a first reactor all you gotta do is freak out
1: which i'm really good at yeah
0: <laughs> well most people that own kids and i say own them because you pay for everything <laughs> <laughs> even the hardships no most people have kids yeah, it's it's easy to be a first reactor. Being a first responder, and I learned this a long time ago, it's like reacting bad, responding good, initiating even better. And so if you can respond to the situation that your loved ones are giving you, it means you've had time to think about it and you know how you want to handle the situation. Reaction like a first responder, just imagine a first responder showing up to the scene of an accident and starts going, who the hell caused this accident? What were you thinking? And just starts asking questions and just drilling everybody when people are dying and there's blood and there's stuff going on, no first responders got to show up and say, "We're here, we're going to give CPR," and they just start getting to work. They just well, make a immediately bunch.
1: they're going to they're going to come up and they're going to be calm.
0: Yeah,
1: they're an authority.
0: Yeah, they're not going to freak out to validate your freaking out.
1: Right. And what's so what's so great about when somebody with authority arrives on the scene is that you automatically give them the power. Yeah. You don't give someone the power that's freaking out. Yeah, right. No one's taking
0: notes. Like, man, how do they lose their temper so easily? It's amazing.
1: <laughs> so, the first responder comes. They get people calmed down. They take care of the immediate needs, and then they start allowing that um, that person to to explain what has happened without maybe peppering them with a million questions. Were you speeding? Were you texting? You know. And or or whatever that 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 uh, questioning might might be it. It I would imagine it more as why don't you why don't you explain to me what what happened? And that first responder gives that person who's now in trouble the opportunity to to explain what's happened without being interrupted, you know, maybe take some notes, whatever,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> get, get a little notepad, write down really in really bad handwriting. <laughs> um, and then consequences may exist for that behavior or from that situation. And the, the benefit also is that everybody knows what the consequence is. And so it's not an emotional consequence. It's a natural consequence. Right, and so, some a bad situation, a dangerous situation, or a scary situation, can be diffused because number one, someone's calm, there's authority, um, the the emotion levels brought down, and that person's given a chance to explain what's happened, and natural consequences can take place. Essentially, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, when we did this event last year, I mean, I remember you and I left there on a huge high, um, talking with people after the event for a long period of time.
1: Well, I even had, like, I even had a, an, a police officer that is a parent with some struggling teenagers, and he said, I have been trained to be a first responder my entire career, and yet I've never thought about using those skills for my, for my own teenagers. I have never even, like that, never even crossed his mind, and and oh my gosh, I loved having the light bulb moments, sharing the because first of all, I I didn't want anyone to, I didn't want it to only me that <laughs> was an overreactor, um, and so just sharing that message made me so happy because I knew it was a tool that you could use it, and it didn't mean. That's not an, only a tool for when you have a suicidal kid, right? It's a tool for when someone's just failed a math test, when they've just broken up with a girlfriend or a boyfriend, or they've gotten maybe they have gotten in an accident, maybe they got fired from a job, whatever has gone wrong, that tool needs to be put into place.
0: Yeah, suicide is definitely one extreme, but the more common ones you just mentioned, I mean, a breakup, you know, failing a math test. <clears throat> there's so many things that can cause someone to feel like they've been in a car accident, but it's more of emotional distress, fear of, you know, maybe they're going to be ousted from a social group. There's all these different types of things that that teenagers and families go through. And so in this first responder event, um, you will be able to listen to this as a future podcast in, in a few weeks from now. And we're just really excited to be there doing it again, to share information with people, but also questions too, because Right. The great thing that, that I love about Heidi is you're just one of the best question askers I've ever heard. Like my wife, you remind me a lot of my wife that you're fearless when it comes to asking questions. Like, you know that you know that time in, in school when they tell you, they say, you know, there's no such thing as bad question. Heidi just believes that. <laughs> okay, well, then I'll ask all of them. It's like, okay, let's pick the top 50 and we'll start from there. So we did that. So 50 of the things that she's learned throughout this time, we decided to do 50 podcasts on. The event, we're going to do a podcast of the event because it's just going to be sharing a little bit of information about how to be a first responder instead of a first overreactor, and then getting questions and giving feedback, whatever scenarios people have that are going through their life with family members, specifically teenagers. Heidi can share some of the things that she's gone through and learned, and I'm going to share you know, the many thousands of people I've talked to and what's worked for them in the same situations. Um, Heidi, one thing I wanted to do before we wrap it up um, because like I said, today's our introduction to the podcast. Um, we're, we're really excited to get this thing started. Um, we have, like I said, after this 50 episodes, we <laughs> talk about a lot of different types of things. Um, we're going to be talking about all Heidi's favorite things that she's got a PhD on like shame, um, <laughs> You know, a lot of things. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, that one. I, I yeah, I, I needed a, a lot of sessions on that specific one right there. And um, but before before we end this for tonight, Heidi, um, just just something that I, I I just thought right now. Could you just please share with whether they know you, whether it's fans, listening or not? Like, what are you hoping? What are you hoping that when people listen to this, that they're gonna feel when they get done listening to this?
1: I think that's a that's a great question. Number one. I want people to realize they're not alone in this fight, that it's a universal fight. Number two, that there there are solutions and that there is hope. And number three, that you actually can get better at having relationships, but that it has to start with you. And so as as you enter into listening to these podcasts, I want you to know that you're going to be asked to make changes inside your heart and in the way that you see things. And hopefully that will just be a natural. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, those those changes will happen um, as you have a desire to improve the relationships that are in your life. But I, I guess that, that that's it. I I wish that I could... I wish that there was one answer, the one magical answer to make everybody's pain and fear and worry wash away, and there's not. But there are real tools and real things that you can work on individually and inside your relationships that will help, that will make a difference, and that trickle-down effect through your family and through all of your relationships will be significant. And that's what I hope that that everybody who listens will gain.
0: Well, you heard it from her yourself. And I, <laughs> I, I can't It's add a any- tall order. No, no, I can't add anything to that because I'm hoping for the exact same thing. And, you know, I actually I, I don't even I, I know we're hoping for it, but I, I think everybody's gonna get that because you said it perfectly early. It's, we definitely all have a lot more in common than we have different, and people are connected through hurt and pain more than they are through anything else. You know, mm-hmm. you, if you have a loved one who dies of cancer or struggles with cancer, you, you come across someone you work with, and they're like, "Hey, I'm having a hard day. I was visiting my mom that's dying of cancer in the hospital." Instantly, just you feel some pain for them. It lights up inside your brain it lights up you your body sends pain receptors to you to make sure that you feel a certain amount of pain so that you'll want to check in with them and make sure that they're okay and you know our podcast good self-help books a good therapist a life coach or whatever it is event you go to retreat on the weekends that's going to help you with some sort of self-progression you're going to leave those places hopefully the same way you leave this podcast wanting more opportunities to practice the things that you've learned
1: well and and i'm just going to add one last thing i want everybody to know that it is absolutely okay to talk about this stuff these aren't topics that are that we should be embarrassed about or ashamed of or
0: these are life topics right and someone says i'm too embarrassed to talk about depression like well okay well you should be too embarrassed to talk about happiness then
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. So and that's what I think the the light of light the fight is is just we're going to illuminate these topics and illuminate this stuff and put into the conversation which which will change it. That's right. So
0: Amen to that, sister. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for joining the Light the Fight podcast. And until we change the name, it is going to be called (laughs) the Light the Fight podcast. Uh, But no, for me personally, thank you very much. Thank
1: you so much for coming. Send us your questions. um, And that will will only help our conversation. So thanks.
0: And our first of the 50 episode is going to be Heidi's very favorite topic she practices every day. It's called shame versus guilt. So until then, have a good one.